Hello and uh, welcome to the 14 questions. Or as I like to say, do welcome back. <laughs> I'll just make you do them both. Yeah. I'm going to sit here and let you do a whole podcast all by yourself. I'm just going to stare at waveforms, you know, read a book. I was, I was, I was hoping we weren't going to actually have to do this again. Check on the, um, <laughs> yeah, you went ahead, you jumped right on it. You did. Yeah. I didn't think we were going to be here again either. Um, been a while. We know more now than we knew then though. So that's good. You know, it really is. It's really good that we have so much more information at this point in time than say a year ago. And yet I don't see a lot of people changing behaviors. I, I don't, I don't either. Folks were talking about COVID again, um, specifically uh, the Delta variant, which, um, you know, if you go back and listen to our episodes a while back, we were, we were not that far off on, if anything, we, we under predicted. So this isn't like, we're not trying to create hysteria. We're just sort of being pretty practical about like, yeah, a little prag pragmatic look at where we're at. It's uh, not good. 2020, we did a few, um, COVID bonus episodes, uh, namely as a means to vent our own frustrations. Um, you know, with being locked down, confined to home. Um, well, that and, and we were launching a dealing podcast. With, dealing with, a, you know, a pandemic. and I mean, it, so folks who, who maybe have listened to us for, you know, from the beginning or you haven't, we, we literally were launching a podcast and here you go. Like so many people, your lives were just completely yeah, turned, turned on their heads. Turned upside down for a while there. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, we thought we thought maybe uh, we had done our, our last Bone. I hate calling them a bonus. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I was thinking about that when we were, you know, we're, we're it is what it is. In, in between, um, yeah. It was An just extra. a naming convention to yeah. separate the COVID episodes from what we normally do. Uh, but yeah, we thought we were we were done with these, most likely. But now, you know, the Delta variant of this is is ramping up. If you look at the COVID numbers uh, for the United United States and in the globe as a whole, uh, we're looking at the, another exponential curve. Of infections to the point where getting you know well over a hundred thousand new cases in the U.S. a day, and that's growing every day. Um, oh, and you know the weird thing about it is, I don't know if you were aware of this, Dan, but we have a vaccine. Yeah, we do now. I know we've had it since December. Yeah, yeah, it's really amazing that uh, we find ourselves rapidly approaching what I'm going to predict or a fresh set of lockdowns and mandates and we're going to go through the same bullshit we did last year. Everybody's going to be all up in arms because you can't tell me what to do. <laughs> I think I, I, I know, so at this point, man, I, I've got some, I've got some thoughts on this. I think it actually might be different. So we look back to a hundred years ago. Um, they didn't have to shut anything down or do anything different. People just got freaked out and they just, they just didn't go out. I hope you're right, but I just, I don't foresee that happening. You know, a hundred years ago, we didn't, we didn't have, well, they didn't have a vaccine. social media. Well, they didn't oh. have a vaccine, but they didn't have a social media. And so people, I'm going to sound like an asshole when I say this, with an opposing viewpoint, weren't able to band together and bolster their own false confidences quite as readily as we can now. They didn't like wearing masks back then either, but, you know. Turns out they didn't. Year two, they, they were like, oh, shit, we got to do a thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you think you're out of a thing, and then you start counting bodies again. And at least some people um, 
we'll go, huh? Yeah. And, you know, there are, I want to be sensitive because I get, so for folks that don't know, I'm, you know, work in the medical mercantile side of things. So in and out of clinics, IT, EHR stuff, stuff like that. Um, So I've had to follow stuff over the years, whether or not that's regulation, whether or not that's a law. So, you know, we at least thought what we would do is at least try to clarify a few things for folks. But what I hear, two things really strike me. One is I'm really sensitive for the folks that can't get vaccinated, truly can't. You know, if you're under 12 or you're in another country and you can't access this stuff mm-hmm. or, or you've got an underlying condition. Or allergies or what have you. Or just can't get Allergies one. to the inert ingredients. And, and these things are factors, you know. And I'm not trying to, you know, diss on people that you know, are hesitant. I understand being hesitant. I, I, I hate going and getting shots. I hate going and doing any of that stuff, even though I work in this field. I think it just scares me no more because, you know, I, I know a little like you, I mean, you've got some background, your, your father's a physician. Um, yeah. You know, so yeah, I, I relate to that kind of stuff and to actually having to get there and the logistics of it. And it's scary. And maybe it's not a location you've ever gone to before. And it's not a person, you know, I mean, there's a, there's a lot of hurdles to going and getting vaccinated. I mean, they're coming down. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's relatively easy at this point. Um, but I, you know, just today I talked to a, to a a physician, you know, they're, they're just scratching their heads going, you know, we talked to a couple of folks and, you know, my, my friend of my friend of my friend online told me I shouldn't. And it's like, I'm, I've got initials behind my name and, and sat in school for a number of years and then sat in school again and then sat in school again and then practiced medicine for several decades. Yeah. You know, that's who you're supposed to ask, right? Yeah, you, you could find far worse people to ask about this, this topic. Um, I mean, unfortunately, there are some way we've covered them, too. I mean, there were some, you know, obviously batshit crazy physicians, too, that early days were saying this wasn't a thing. And then there's a new one that's promoting, I don't know, his oils that he sells online because, you know, it's going to cure you from (laughs) everything. He has no agenda or conflict of interest there, right? Yeah, no. Um, Yeah, no, it's it, man. And and I, and not to go on and on and on. The other thing that really, really, really pisses me off is I feel so terrible for the people on the front lines and healthcare people because they've been doing this for 18 months and they haven't had, I haven't talked, I don't know any of them that have gone on break or vacation anywhere. No, they've not been able to, Uh, you know, they've been 24 seven, busy, 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 busy. And you see, you know, places like Texas now where, they just, they're out of ICU beds again. No, we don't um, run out of things that we're, con- we're, we're, we're a consuming nation and you oh, know, we, right. but yeah, you know what? We fucking panic about toilet paper. You know what they're not fucking panicking about hospitals shutting down folks. I, I think reasonable like, I think, people are panicking when the hospitals are shutting down. I don't think people realize um, that this is a reality. People want to politicize this to the point where all logic and rational thought go out the window because, Oh, it's the left or, you know, it, I don't care. Like, what, yeah. What, yeah. Come on, man. Hospitals, major hospital systems shutting down and not having available beds for things like heart attacks or, you know, delivering babies or for, you know, long term patients. It, all of this stuff is fucking horrible and avoidable. It's avoidable yeah. for the most part at this point. Um, and it, I just I don't see a behavioral change happening. You know, the same people that refuse to wear masks and refuse to, 
you know, socially distanced because my freedoms or whatever the hell they wanted to parrot and say because they heard it on television. Like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry if covering your face and standing six feet away from another person feels like an incredible infringement upon your rights. Uh, It's, you know, it's like a broken record because we bitched about this for an entire year. Um, But it bears repeating. Yeah, it does now. Um, One of the programs I listen to is Reveal with um, Kyle Hudson, I believe, PRX. And they interviewed this um, really nice girl. You know, she had started, she had gone into a residency program. They sort of did a, you know, they interviewed her. You know, she walks in, hey, you're doing your residency or whatever. And for folks that don't know, you graduate medical school and then you go through your residency. And so there's a whole class of students that were like, hey, welcome to the world of a global pandemic. And uh, it, it, it was, you know, for folks that want to listen to it and get a perspective from somebody that was like literally thrown into the deep end of things and, yeah, what a, what a great time. <laughs> I forget her name, um, but she made the point. She said, you know, it was funny because they circled back around and, and interviewed her just recently. And she said she really wished that they hadn't like referred to them as heroes. Yeah, which I thought was very interesting when, yeah. you, when you had mentioned that to me, that she had said that. And um, it was along the lines of like, I can't, we can only do what we can do. Mm-hmm. Right. But you got yourself into a sitch. Yeah, they're, you know, you it's know. not this limitless superpower, right, that they have. Um, they, they need to have resources. They need to have beds available. They need to have tools available yeah. um, to, to save lives and not just COVID patients. You know, the, that's, that, that's the other thing that just kills <laughs> me. Like people think, like somehow all the other diseases you know, just took, in, a, took in the a year off. Hero, I guess, I guess kind of creates this expectation that, yes. oh, as long as these people are around, we'll be fine. <laughs> Yay, we have heroes in our midst. Um you know, and, and that's not to insult people in the medical industry. Uh, when I say that, I, again, they've been just bombarded with long hours and, you know, just excruciating work through all of this. And kudos to each and every one of them. Yeah, I, I, um, I talked to an ER nurse uh, late last year and she she was just done. I forget what she was doing. She was going to go retrain. Not she was going to stay in nursing, but, you know. Day in, day out, she said, you know, half a shift looking at people, shaking her head, and the yeah. other half the shift dialing for beds. And, folks, that means you're trying to find beds. And that's for all their patients. Yeah. Like, we're not doing whatever it is. We're not doing cardio right now. That shut down. Whatever the flex that they got to do in these systems. Um, but it, it sort of shocked me, right? So to, to be in a free democratic society, right, as a, we, we agree collectively to do some things. Like, this concept that you don't have to make any kind of sacrifice at all. The whole point of, you know, there was a, there was several people I've heard interviewed that brought this up. This is not your rights. It's collective rights Yes, that require a, a, a collective understanding and to simply rely on a small number of the population to go, whether or not that's fighting foreign wars or keeping us, our country safe from something. It's the same concept. You can't rely on, a small group of people to make all the sacrifice to be the heroes that are going to save you. That, that's not how it works. I don't think, no, am I wrong? No, you're not wrong at all. You, you know, it very much requires collective sacrifice to protect collective rights. Um, you know, this idea of the individual freedom. Um, I don't think it works is, that way. It's just, 
you, you, you it's gain such it. A, it's through, such an elementary understanding yeah. of how the world works. And it's easy for people to just latch on to and repeat and, and just over and over and over and over. But it's so simplistic. It's almost sad to hear people that think this way, that can't get past what they've been told to think and actually think or actually educate themselves and understand how this system is supposed to work and how things are supposed to work and how societies work. Um, yeah, we I, could go I on and on and on and yeah. on and on. Um, but I'll just, I'll end up on an angry rant somewhere. What well, do you want to do a quick break and then come back and we'll try to at least clarify a few things for folks. Yeah, and, that'd be and, fine. You know, yeah. All right. Sit tight. We'll be right back. So before the break, we were kind of getting into our cantankerous old man ranting and venting of frustrations. Uh, we're not that old. I mean, no. Whatever. <laughs> 2020 added 20 years to my life. It really did. Um, out of the gate. So where, where do you think we are? I think we're, you know, I, I think we're sort of, I think I mentioned this to you today or the other day. It's like, you know, screw me once. And screw me twice, like <laughs> fool me once, fool me twice. Yeah, you know, yeah. Shame, shame on you, shame it, on me. Right? And that's no, that's not, that's just human. I mean, there have been folks that really, really tried, and I think some people. I've, I've spoke to a few of them. They're over it. Yeah, like they've done everything. You know, they spent a year, <laughs> and now they're like, I talked to them. I'm like, really? What about the kids? And the, you know, the people can't. Yeah, you know, they're like. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. It, again, it, you know, I spent most of 2020 at home. And if I was out, I was wearing a mask and minding my own damn business. Uh, and, I, you know, I'm kind of one of those people you're talking about where at this point there's a vaccine available. And I, I'm like, if you don't have it and you, that's your personal choice for you and your family. I don't, I'm, I'm done. Like I'm over it. I'm over it. I did my part. The same people that are refusing to get vaccinated or wear a mask are the same people that have been doing it from the beginning, which ostensibly you could argue that they're the same people that have made this last as long as it has. So fuck you. I'm done. I'm over it. Like, I don't want to wear a mask. I'm vaccinated. I want to go out. And if you get sick, you chose to get sick. Congratulations. I don't, you know, the thing that really, really kind of weighs on me a little bit. I don't know how you feel about this or whether or not you, you know what your, your family's background is, but you know, my, my dad went into a specialty and, you know, I asked my mother, like, why, why that specialty? Yeah. And she, she was like, basically you're, you know, you bring, bring, you know, life onto earth, you know, he's an OBGYN. Most of the cancers are curable. Like, you know, it's pretty, pretty good. Like we could fix people. Yeah. You know, and in her background, I mean, she was an RN. I mean, you know, Flew, you know, went to Africa for a few years, you know, when she was younger and like, why'd you go? Oh, you know, to go save people. 
Yeah. Because we had this stuff to go save people. And I don't know. I mean, your dad went ER. I forget what he did. He's done a number of things, family practice, ER and whatnot over the years. But to go fix people. Yeah. Most of these people are interested in um, saving lives and improving the quality of life for people. And, you know, we've had vaccines for a number of years. We've always had anti-vaxxers, but not at this level. You know, we've always had that fringe that's anti-vaccine. Um, but for the most part... And I do, I will say this, there are some credible reasons to be hesitant. There's not always the best track record. I I mean, I mean, you're you're absolutely correct, but I'm talking years ago, like back when they were first doing stuff like this, they, you know, they didn't know, you know, medicines and it's an art, not a science. They don't always get it right. Yeah. But you know, ever evolving. Right. Yeah. But I kind of believe it's, it's improved in the last, I don't know, 80 years. Turns out we we have some methodologies and ways to test and, you know, verify that there's some relative safety with, with these things. Um, I guess my point to that, though, Brandon, is because I know several ER nurses and, and some ICU ner- nurses and, you know, they're having to go into an area that I don't, you know, they, 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 they took their Hippocratic Oath, everybody, you know, they do that. But there are some people that just, just the, the, the tension on, uh, it, you know, they, they, they picked a specialty or they do a thing because it, you know, it, it was satisfying and made them happy. And now they're having to, you know, go and do stuff in the harder side of things where, you know, where people actually don't survive. Yeah. Right. That's or get really sick. With sometimes. Yeah. It's just unfortunate. And it's, it's, I don't know. I don't, I don't understand why the, you know. I mean, I do what I don't because, you know, I see behind the curtain. There's a little weirdness, in, at least in this country, where we're really not exposed to, you know, there's, there's no, it's not like a war correspondent, right, that is embedded. Yeah. Right? <laughs> you know, taking the fire. Like, I haven't seen that because of the rules and the laws and the regulation. There's, yeah, there's the, no things there, that protect your privacy if you're, you know, in a hospital or yeah. in, in a medical situation. I mean, a little bit of it. And then it's like, oh, you're hyping up. It's over sensationalized. No, it, I mean, put a put a healthcare correspondent in. I mean, I'm sure it's happened, but then they're like, oh, you're hyping a thing up. No, that's what's actually going on. You know, yeah, it's very it's very, very frustrating. And, then, yeah. you know, you have all these just wild ideas, you know, be, hesit- be hesitant about a vaccine. All you want to, you know, if you want to believe that's a personal choice, go for it, have at it. But also we, we have to get back to a point in this country where we understand that our choices have consequences for us. Um, And I think we live in a nation where people are entitled or feel entitled and they don't want to have any personal responsibility for their dumbass behavior. Um, And then they create these wild, wild rationalizations for things like, oh, I don't have to show proof of vaccines or you can't ask me if I'm vaccinated or vaccine passports. That's discrimination. First off, we have very clearly defined laws on what is and isn't discrimination. Um, I've never seen vaccine status as one of those things. Uh, it's not, by the way. It turns out it's not. Yeah. Um, so great for playing that card when people people out there are actually being discriminated against. Like, and it's so insensitive and it's such bullshit. It, it enrages me uh, to hear this, you know, asking me if I'm vaccinated is discrimination. It, it just get over yourselves, folks. Like, that's 
if you're going to come up with rationalizations and excuses, like exercise your brain a bit. So folks, now this is actually a good point for me to interject something here. I think earlier on, you know, whether or not you had tested positive or whatever the reason was, couldn't get it, whatever the things were, I don't have to disclose that type thing. Turns out you don't. So if you need a note not to go to work, a physician can fill a note out and say, this patient can't go to work. They don't say why. Correct. They just put the note there. Yeah. Like we have a mechanism to protect why you're not doing a thing and protect patient privacy. Privacy. I'm I'm so shocked to learn this. Wow. Dan. Just something we figured out. You mean the doctor can write a note and not explicitly detail (coughs) what your what your ailment or condition is, but just say, uh, he can't go to work right now? And that's it? Yeah. Turns out. Yeah. So it's I'm just verifying that he can't go to work. And he's not disclosing anything other than his opinion that this person shouldn't go to work. Yes. That's wild. Absolutely wild. I can't believe it. But in the early days of all this, people were like, you know, they can't ask me why I'm not at work. This, that, correct. They can't ask you why, but if you don't want to show up or you don't want to go do a thing, turns out you can get, it's like a double blindy thing. Yeah. Pr- protects you, protects a physician. Like this is nothing new. And, and protects your buyer or your, your buyer, your, your employer buyer. from, again, it's Monday. Yeah. Uh, from your bullshit, you know, just have, have your doctor write a note. It says you can't come to work. Yep. Fair. There Every, we go. Everybody's everybody's taken care of, and then I know you've got you've got another pet peeve because something has been just thrown Ugh. about all willy nilly lately uh, by certain individuals in the anti mask anti vaccine side of things. Oh my god! Uh, so I'm just gonna play a little clip from a news conference, and then uh, I'll let you chime in because I know you wanted to clarify a thing or two. So. Give this a listen, folks. I'm sure you'll recognize who it is. Uh, Whip Scalise said today he got vaccinated, citing this Delta variant that's going around, and said he's confident that it's safe and effective. Two questions. Have you yourself gotten vaccinated, and do you disagree with the Republican whip? Well, your your first question is a violation of my HIPAA rights. You see, with HIPAA rights, uh, we don't have to reveal our medical records, and that also involves our vaccine records. <laughs> so. All right, folks. Can I'm just going to. Again, I said I'm going to let you do a podcast all by yourself. I'm just going to sit no, back, I mean, that's not read fair. a book, that's not fair. It's listen just... to your rant for a minute. So Brandon, Brandon knows that I have to read this stuff. I actually have to read it at nauseum. All of it, right? It, yeah, I mean, it's yeah. kind of part of the job. You got to know what, what laws are out there if you're going to work in a certain field. So, you know, it's, I, I'll tell folks, it's longer than 14 pages. Which is a little little hard for this particular representative, I think, getting beyond fourteen pages. But HIPAA. Let's start there. What's the acronym? It's the Health Insurance Portability and Accountability Act. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Who does it apply to? The, the insurance companies. And. And the protections for the people about your information being shared between insurance and your healthcare providers, right? Your, your yeah. health, your health insurance provider, your health care yeah. providers. And, uh, yeah. and that's about it. Right. To my understanding. Well, so this has been around for a long time and I, you know, I can't, I don't have, you know, between opining or actually going into the law, which I'm not a lawyer, 
Um, but I've had to read this thing and actually had many conversations with attorneys regarding specific sections of HIPAA. You know, it's a big, this is a big cumbersome law to make it. I mean, I shouldn't be that critical of it. I mean, it's just a lot. Like we could do an entire year on, you know, what's in here. This is all stemmed out of law out of the social security act and laws out of patient privacy. And then interestingly enough, what no one is sort of referencing, but I'm sure they will, is they're going to get into what's called HIC tech because that was an evolution. So HIPAA basically back 96 and then the eighties and it's evolved and they've been, you know, they've tweaked around the edges or, you know, done what lawmakers do, which, you know, reading it, these lawmakers actually read the law that that would be a first start. If you're a representative is to actually read a thing before you quote a thing. But just so folks know, because Hick Tech's probably going to come up. So that's kind of the technical side of, and I won't get it too into the weeds with the acronyms, but on the PHI side of things, which is, you know, your, your, you know, your private health information, you know, with the advent of EHR, which is electric, electronic healthcare <laughs> records. I'm not going to get into the acronyms. Yeah, but, but, but I will. Of them back to yeah. back. Let's health, go. health, inf- health information technology, economic and clinical health is basically your, it was enacted in, in 09 that covers sort of how stuff moves around the interwebs, which are, you know, how, how secure it has to be, yada, yada, your ability to access it, your ability to patient portal, all the education that's gone on in the years of explaining to people, you know, authentication, opening the thing up, don't do it in free Wi-Fi. Anyhow, I digress, but I'm concerned because these terms get, you know, thrown around and it's not, but I mean, you can go to the simple page. I mean, and I'm sitting here on the uh, centers for uh, disease control and prevention. Okay. And, you know, you look up some HIPAA stuff and it's like permitted uses. And I'm just going to rattle a few of the highlights. Oh, please do. When required by law, public health activities, victims of abuse or neglect or domestic violence, health oversight activities. You know, I can go on and on. Administration proceedings, law enforcement functions as identification. That is actually a thing. We could do an episode on that. Mm -hmm. People fake who they are because of all sorts of reasons. Anyhow, uh, there's a bunch in here about tissue donation and eyes and stuff. When you give stuff away, like who, had, yeah, like research under certain conditions, and the list goes on and on. But what was that very first one? Oh, that was when required by law. But th- it gets more interesting because it actually goes down to like workers' compation, um, essential government functions uh, to prevent. Thing, there was a thing about public health, right? Yeah, yeah. Number ten to prevent or lessen a serious threat to health or safety. Interesting. So in the middle of a pandemic, one one might think that vaccine status and the knowledge thereof would be able to prevent, say, some health and safety issues. Yeah, I don't, don't want to get I don't want to get into the technology, <laughs> how this works. But basically, your your immunization record is it, it flows separately from your health record. Because, you know, what you need to do. You, you need to prove you have got a thing if you're going to travel to this country or go to this school or your kids go into a school or whatever. Yeah, this isn't a new idea that the disclosure of vaccine status. <laughs> this is a thing we do 
every yeah. day in a number of different um, sectors in this country and others. Uh, and now for people to just pretend because it suits their immediate agenda that this is this new idea and it's this form of discrimination is asinine. Oh, completely. And I mean, I think it was, I mean, I researched it with whatever there's, you know, there's a Supreme court case about somebody that fought having to disclose or get vaccinated. I forget what all the particulars were back with like having this, you know, smallpox or something, you know what I mean? To go to school like this is years back, like 60, 80 years, yeah. something. And it went all the way to the Supreme court. And it turns out if you can actually not do a thing and go get people really sick and kill them, you know, that's sort of where the, you know, your, your free speech ends with this swinging of your fist until it hits my face. Basically. Yeah. yeah. And, and this all ties, you know, we've used the analogy before, like no shoes, no shirt, no service, right? The guy that tries to come into the store without any shoes on, nobody cries discrimination for him because he's not wearing any shoes. They have a right to say, you got to wear shoes in here. And they also have a right to say, you got to be vaccinated to come in here. No, what I, if you don't want to disclose that, then I have to assume you're not vaccinated and you can't come in here. Like, you know, hashtag GTFOH, which is get the fuck out of here. But I actually um, saw that on the sign today you know, on the Twitters, like in, in, a store up in New York had like acronyms of this stuff going on. They're like, they're taking this shit seriously. But the, the other thing that just blows my mind is like, we should just leave it up to people to make their own choices. Right. I, Again, if people want to make their no, own no, choices, no, 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 they, no, they, they have to suffer the consequences of their decision. Well, hold on, hold, hear me out for a second. I, I'm okay. listening loud and clear. So yeah, it's 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 been a little irritating having to stand in the grocery line before we really knew what this was, before I was vaccinated and all that kind of stuff, waiting for somebody to come over and like, you know, key a thing in because I'm buying a bottle of wine because we're going to enforce that rule, right? Why don't they just just trust me? If I'm buying wine, I'm old enough. Yeah, exactly. You know, if I'm, if I'm, you know, if I'm not you wearing a seatbelt because ID I don't need my, mine. No, 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 no. That's discrimination. So folks, um, in, like, it, it, <laughs> part of doing this podcast, right? So when we were, we were going to jump into this brand and I thought, well, you just let people, you know, pe let people make the right choices because they're always going to make the right choices. Can I remind folks, go back to our Twitter feed or, or, or social media feeds and look at what folks bring through the TSA. Right. Remember that episode? It's like, you oh, know, yeah. hand grenade, you know, a couple of guns, you know, machete. I forget what, what else it's you? just, you know, just leave it to them. It'll be fine. You know, they, 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 they felt safer on the plane because they had two grenades on them. <laughs> like what, what, what in the suffering? Yeah. I'm like, what, why, how on earth does it, does somebody go carrying a hand grenade on a plane makes me feel safer because I could, the plane I could defend <laughs> myself. And like, you didn't really think that one through, did you asshole? Because no, I, it's, uh, whatever. Yeah. I mean, yeah, didn't we do thing. a thing like we, we'd still do it, right? You got to take your shoes off. You know, there's some real, that, that seems sort of silly until the shoe bomber showed up. Like, you know, whatever. Yeah, I mean, that was a big controversy. I don't know. I'm just. I'd go there. They'd see a three-dimensional rendering of my tiny genitalia. <laughs> like, it's embarrassing, but I have to go through it. Or I don't. I could choose not to and not get on a fucking plane. No, I think you can just scream freedom and rights and run around them and see what <laughs> happens. It's going to work out really well for me. Yeah. Um, 
Again, I do. And again, I, I mean, I, the, I hate the, to bring the, up the, the, the airline people. I feel bad for them too because of all this. I don't have to. Oh, I don't I have. I, I would lose my mind on a plane. No, you don't. You got to do on a plane. Like you, you have to. Turns like, out, put yeah. your put your seatbelt on, fold your tray up. Like we're we're landing or whatever they're dealing. with. it's kind of intense, folks. You know. Yep, that's a thing. So risking other people's lives. You know, turns out you can't just <laughs> whatever. <laughs> But I, I don't know. Where are we at with this? We, we probably need to reach out to a few people we spoke to literally 18 months ago. Yeah. It's Super been a while. Bad. It's see, been a while. And just reach out and, and see how people are feeling. See how they're, yeah. they're thinking. So I don't I don't know. You got any uh, any thoughts? Oh, I've got hundreds of thoughts, but I'll, I'll reserve them for later. I mean, I guess. As, as we get into the but, weeds but, but, on this thing. I feel bad. I feel, I feel bad for folks that are trying to make the right decisions, whether or not it's for their families or their businesses. I feel terrible for, you know, this whole back to, I understand kids need to go back to school and do all that, but knowing what we know now, right. Wouldn't, I mean, I, I don't know. You know, it's sort of like we, there's like, you go to a school, right? They got fire extinguishers and alarm. Like, yeah. they, like once you know a thing can burn down, like you, oh, we you, get, you take measures to keep it from burning down. And again, you know. and, and, and I don't want to, there are people, again, people who are hesitant. And I understand that um, to an extent. I just don't always, I, I'm not sure why it's taking as long given we have access to some of this, this stuff, which is um, amazing. A lot of people in the world don't. And, you know, to them, you know, they'll get there and, and hopefully have access to what we have access to over here. But mm -hmm. uh, And the things you know, we take for granted yeah, all the time. I'd like to get back to somewhere other than, you know, doing this again. But Yeah, I, I, I hope this is the last one. Yeah, I don't think the winter's going to go too well. But I fear that it's not going to be. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So. So I guess we should probably leave it about there, I suppose. Yeah, and, and, and folks, hit us up with any of your your, your questions. Um, whether or not that's on the technical side of HIPAA and how your health information floats around the interwebs, which it doesn't. It's 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 secure. It's pretty secure. Yeah. yeah. Turns out. Anyhow, until next time. Until next time. Got questions? Need answers? Find them on the 14 Questions Podcast. Welcome to our podcast, where we, along with our frequent guests, will be answering your questions regarding a wide variety of topics, including current events, lifestyle, politics, and of course, popular culture. The 14 Questions Podcast is brought to you by Pubhouse Media and Dive Pod Productions. Be sure to find us on the web at 14questions.org, on Twitter at The14Questions, look us up on Facebook at 14Questions, 
And of course, find us wherever you find your favorite podcasts.